Welcome to Great Loop Radio, brought to you by America's Great Loop Cruisers Association. We're dedicated to sharing Great Loop information and inspiration with those actively cruising, planning for, or dreaming about a Great Loop adventure. I'm Kim Russo. I'm the director of AGLCA. Today we're talking about a very timely topic, and that is U.S. citizens crossing into Canada, because for the first time in over a year, that is actually allowed for our members to do, for our uh, U.S. citizens to go to Canada. We're hoping the inverse is going to be true soon. Um, but we've got Teresa O'Kane with us today. She is currently on the loop, and she is the first boat that I know of to cross into Canada and uh, collected the information on what was needed. So she has agreed to share that with you today. So we're really happy to have Teresa with us. Before we jump into that, I do want to take a moment, as I always do, to recognize and thank our Admiral sponsors who support AGLCA at the highest level. They are Curtis Stokes and Associates, Dog River Marina, Passage Maker Trawler Fest, Skipper Bob Publications, and Waterway Guide Media. As always, we encourage our listeners and viewers to support these businesses that support the Great Loop. And with the sponsor business out of the way, I want to officially welcome Teresa O'Kane to Great Loop Radio. Teresa, thanks for joining us. Hi, Kim. It's great to be here with you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, and you are coming to us from Canada, which by that by itself, yes. that is noteworthy as a U.S. citizen in Canada right now. And you're at Trentport Marina aboard the boat. We can tell exactly. you're aboard the boat, but uh, Trentport aboard is an AGLCA sponsor right there at the gateway to the Trent Severin, and it is a beautiful facility. We've had a couple of events there, and we hope to be able to do that again by next They're fantastic. year. It's yeah. beautiful. Yep, right after this, I'm going to head for uh, to Tim Hortons for a donut and coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep, everything's within walking distance right there, yeah. too, at Trent Port, so it's a good place to be. So start off, for those who have not met you along the way so far, tell us a little bit about yourself and your Great Loop adventure so far. Uh, well, um, I, uh, we're retired uh, home builders and home restorers, and now I write books set in Africa. We travel a lot to Africa. We spend um, lots of time there, um, but with the pandemic and everything closed down, uh, one of the things on our bucket list was to do the Canal du Midi in France, and uh, again, with the pandemic, we started looking around for boats to do the Great Loop, and we're loving it so far. Um, Tell us where you started. Uh, so that gets to the boat we chose. Um, okay. We chose <laughs> a 26-foot Nordic tug. And the reason for that is uh, it's trailerable. And it, it just got down to with the pandemic and, you know, not knowing if we could finish in time. And we have to kind of go home a lot. Um, we're still, you know, doing stuff at home. So uh, we started. We launched, this gets to why we're in Canada, actually. We launched in Traverse City, Michigan. We bought the boat in Texas, had it moved to Traverse City, Michigan, because we were hoping that Canada would open last summer. That's when we launched. And so we had a great time cruising around Michigan, up to the Chinook Islands, right up to the Canadian border. No, of course they didn't open. Uh -huh. So then we were stuck because the Illinois River the locks were closed. It was, people were pulling their boats out of the water in Sheboygan, Michigan, the end of uh, August. And so wow. they're like, it's, it's over, you know, <laughs> season's <laughs> over, go home. <laughs> We'd never been there. We didn't know anything about it. And so we frantically looked through the book, Great Loop Side Trips, which is a great book. Mm -hmm. 
and we moved the boat to the Little Tennessee River. And we did the whole last summer, did the Tennessee River down to the Ten Tom, down to Fairhope, Alabama, where we left it on December 1st and went home for six months. Well, we could finally get back, and it was June 1st, hurricane season. (laughs) (laughs) So we moved the boat to Cape May, New Jersey, Mm -hmm. and we have been looping since, I think, mid-May this year, and here we are in Canada. Yeah, And one of the main reasons for buying the boat was to go to Canada, the most beautiful part, many people say, of the entire loop. So, um, yeah, and the boat is, it's small. I call it a honeymoon boat because whether you want to or not, you're touching each other all the time. (laughs) It is really tiny, but it's comfortable for us and our cat. And uh, yeah, we love, we love it. And the trailer ability has saved us. Well, like you said, when you were talking about moving the boat a few times, you know, to Cape yeah. May, to, that was all over the roads, I'm assuming. You were tra- trailering it. Yes. And we have a trailer for the boat, but we hire a pro to move it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we've done that uh, twice now, I think. T- two yep. or three times. Yeah. Well, you describe and it as tiny, but I'm, when you see a boat that's 26 feet on a trailer, it's a big boat. <laughs> it's a big boat. I know. I know. Yeah. It's actually, it's, it's got everything we need, so except air conditioning. Today, especially, I'm feeling it, but um, comfortable bed and great for docking, great for locks. Anyway, so yeah, we're, ha- we're happy with the choice. Yeah, so you and I were talking before we started recording, and this season's loopers have certainly faced a lot of challenges, many weather-related. The flooding on the Erie Canal had lots of that shut down for a while. Um, but you kind of explained that that was a little bit serendipitous in terms of you getting to Canada. So kind of tell us how that worked out that you were in the right place at the right time when they decided that the Canadian border would open to fully vaccinated U.S. citizens? Yeah, great question. And serendipity is our middle name because (laughs) it's, and we're quite stubborn. So we, the reason we launched in Traverse City last year was to go to Canada. And this year we um, took the detour and went to Lake Champlain to enter Canada that way and do the Richelieu and So we were there for the announcement on uh, June 21st. That didn't happen. Then they said uh, July 5th it would happen. It didn't happen. But we had a wonderful 4th of July in um, Burlington, which was fabulous. Highly recommend Lake Champlain. Um, So then we turned back south and we're on the Erie. And we, the weather was horrible, and uh, we got stuck twice, once above Lock 11 for eight days, and then another time at Little Falls, Little Falls, yeah, for another seven days, so a total of two weeks stuck because of the weather, and it was hectic, um, but but for that, you know, we would have been well into the Western Erie and on Lake Erie. But it just worked out. By the time we got to Oswego, here it is almost August 9th, and we waited. We waited for a good day to cross Lake Ontario. That finally happened after three days waiting. We get to um, Clayton uh, in the Thousand Islands, which is gorgeous. Don't miss the Thousand Islands. Absolutely stunning. Um, And uh, then uh, we, we went for it, you know, still not knowing. I mean... Um, heard so many rumors, you know, it's, they're going on strike, which they did, but it was settled quickly. 
So we just watched the news and we were very hopeful. And we thought worst case scenario, we'll go to the Thousand Islands and then either turn around or move the trailer to Michigan and carry on. Yeah. Well, the cro- for whatever reason, crossing into Canada is something that in a normal year, it gives loopers some angst. There's always a little bit of concern, yeah. a little bit of worry. You are going to another country. You know, what are the requirements? What do you do? Yes. So COVID, of course, and it not having been open for almost 18 months, um, and there's more hoops to jump through, frankly, which is completely yes. understandable thanks to COVID. So, you know, and we were checking in um, from the time, I guess it was kind of mid to late July when they announced the August 9th opening. And we were checking yes. in with contacts at the CBSA, the Canadian Border Services Agency. Um, and we were t- checking in with our, our friends there at Trentport. And everyone was kind of telling us, everything's uncertain. Expect chaos. Patience is going to be required. We, you know, CBSA was telling us, yes, the border will be open to vaccinated U.S. citizens. But nobody has given us procedures yet, you know, particularly exactly. for boats crossing. Nobody has told us what we need to do. And that was from yeah. the CBSA side. So we were kind of putting out there patience. (laughs) You're going to need some patience to do this. You found it to be a pretty smooth process. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, the different hoops you had to go through. Um, First of all, so you were in the Thousand Islands. Where is it that you actually cleared into Canada? So we we were in Clayton uh, waiting, and that's where we had to, the hardest part was getting the test, the rapid result test. You can get a PCR test anywhere, CVS, Walgreens, but it takes three to five days and Canada won't accept that. The results, it has to be within 72 hours, a negative test of you arriving in Canada. Okay. So we finally found um, a wellness, like an urgent care place. Mm-hmm. Um, it was incredibly expensive. They took our insurance our, and said it would be covered. I hope so. Um, but uh, it's a funny story because when we, when we docked in Clayton, um, we walked over to the boat museum and we just happened to serendipity again. We're there for the boat show, which was incredible. Uh-huh. And, but the museum, we got there at five, the museum had just closed and, and out walks this lovely uh, older woman. And she says, Oh, you must come back tomorrow. And we start chatting and she knows everything about Clayton. I mean, everything. And I said to her, you, you know, everything about this town. And she said, well, I should, I've been the mayor for 14 years. <laughs> and so we walked together to her house through town. She told us all about where everything is, where we were docking um, and uh, so forth. And the next day is the boat show. We run into her, we see her. How are you enjoying our town? Oh, we love it. We seriously love it. I mean, I haven't considered living anywhere else on the entire loop except for Clayton, New York. It's, <laughs> it's fabulous. But anyway, except for the winters. Um, and I said, oh, we're, we love it. There's one thing, you know, there's no Uber service or taxi service at all. And we need to go to Waterton, uh, a city a half hour drive away for this PCR test to get into Canada. And she said, oh, we do have a service. It's for drunk people, <laughs> you know, but I'll call her. <laughs> she said, I'll call her. And she can take you there. And she called me and the mayor called me back and she said she has a previous engagement. So just take my car. She gave us her car, (laughs) gave us her car. We had her car the next day. We drove into uh, Waterton, got our test. He, the doctor did say they were very busy giving. That's mostly what they were doing was giving Mm -hmm. the rapid result PCR test. 
And it indeed was in within 24 hours. And we asked the marina to print it out, which they happily did. So it's, I would suggest that people do get it printed out. It's just easier for the guys at the border. Like, just like you said, there's uncertainty and that's what's causing everybody stress. Even the guy at the border, I mean, we were the first boat they had dealt with. And, uh-huh. you know, they looked at this negative result PCR test and really weren't sure what they were looking at kind of thing. Right. Um, of course they did, but um, it's better if you have it printed out because they, they do, um, well, I'm getting ahead of myself, but anyway, anyway, so that was the hardest part was finding a place to get a rapid result test. Um, but we, we were successful because of the kindness of the mayor of Norma Zimmer of, of <laughs> New York. She well, and I, lo- I love that you said that. Oh my gosh. She is just the most wonderful person. And she gave me a bag with uh, Clayton, New York and the, and the Clayton tartan. And she said, I must, you know, take it somewhere exotic to Africa and take a photo (laughs) and send it to her, which I will do. (laughs) I love that you shared that because it's it's such a neat story. Um, It's not that atypical of what you find on the loop, which is is what's so amazing is just, you know, the, the kindness of people in the small towns and the big cities. Um, is, exactly. is so helpful. Um, people are so kind. Yes. Yeah. So, so just to make sure anyone who's listening, who's contemplating going to Canada, um, just to make sure we're, we're crystal clear, yes. it has to be a, within 72 hours of when you arrive yes. at the border, which means it's yes. going to have to be a rapid results test. Yes. And it has to be the PCR test, correct? Not the antigen <laughs> test. Correct. Now I really, so this I'm talking about our experience, but I right. really recommend people go on the website and look read all the details because um, they do list some other tests that they accept, but the PCR is just easy. It's just the nasal swab. So easy. Yeah. And um, that's, you'll be more likely to get, to be able to get that one. Um, I can't remember what else I was going to say. Oh, no, that's that, okay. But, 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 but nope. yes, a 72 hours and Oh, um, we did stop in at a Kenny's drugs in, Clayton that sold the at-home test kits mm-hmm. and people had told the clerk that they were buying it for entry to Canada. That's not going to work. It's going to take a lot longer than 72 hours. So I don't, don't waste your time. Now I do hear that America will accept the home test test kits coming back in. This is on their website right, right. now. So if you have one on the boat, when you want to come back in, that'd be super easy. Sure. To do. So, so the website Teresa is referring to for entering into Canada, it's going to be the CBSA website, the Canadian Border Services Agency. There's some links from our forum to the appropriate pages, but uh, she's absolutely right. This is her experience on August 9th when she went in. Um, this can still change and it, it probably, you know, they will make tweaks to the process. So first step, yes. absolutely, to make sure you have that um, negative COVID test within the 72 hours before you want to cross the other thing you need to do ahead of time is to use the Arrive Can app. Absolutely. Tell us about that and what is required once you have the app. What is the app asking you to do? Yeah, super easy. I downloaded it back in June because I kept applying. And the funny thing was, it kept giving me a receipt saying, see you in 72 hours. But <laughs> we knew, you know, that we'd be turned away. So just download it to your phone. And follow the instructions. It asks if you've been to other foreign countries besides America. 
because they're only accepting Americans right now. Um, it uh, asked what, very important, which port of entry are you coming into? And do your research and find out where there's a, a customs office. And then there's a drop down menu once you start typing in. So ours was, um, it was, uh, oh my gosh. Gananoque, I think is where you said. Gananoque, thank yeah. you. <laughs> sure. Gananoque. And so what you said before, patience is the key. Absolutely. So we, we get over to there to Gananoque and we dock right at the customs dock. And it's very clear. There's signage. It said, call this number, stay at your boat. But it has nothing to do with COVID protocols. This is a normal crossing in a normal year. There's nobody there. It's closed. So I called the number. I was on hold for over an hour, an hour and four minutes. And But be patient. Have all your paperwork ready, your passports, your vaccination cards, your arrive can, which I'll get back to that. Sorry, I didn't answer no, your question. Okay. Mm-hmm. Your arrive can confirmation number and your um, just have your negative um, test with you as well. Okay. First of all, back to the arrive can. There's supposed to be, and I think they have fixed this by now, but you upload your passport. Very simple. Just open your passport page to your photo page, line up the photo app that they have on their website, and it takes a photo and it auto auto fills all of your information, your nationality, your passport number, everything. So do that. And there's also supposed to be an auto, uh, you can upload your vaccination card. And they don't know why that's not working right now, but I think they're working on it and that should be fixed. So be prepared to upload your vaccination card. Possibly negative tests do, but I don't see how they could do that. But anyway, um, so then you, you get to the, you get to Canada. Don't get off the boat. Call the number. Wait. Uh, she is the telephone operators are serving all of Canada. So they need to know exactly which port you were at. And then she told us, well, we need to go to the marina, which was right next door, the Gananakwe Municipal Marina, I think it was. And there is a permanent customs office there and it has customs dock and everything. So she asks on the phone call, all of the questions, what's your passport number? How long are you going to be in Canada? What's your itinerary? Are you vaccinated? Do you have your negative test? All the questions. Um, Do you have um, uh, firearms on board, including bear spray? Do you have tobacco, alcohol, or cannabis? Um, You have to disclose all those things if you have them. And we did have a canister of bear spray with us. We left it with the fire department in Clayton because we didn't want to take the risk. You just aren't allowed any firearms at all, which Uh that's fine. And (laughs) so, um, yeah. So then um, uh, she gave us the instructions and it was really sweet because along comes a Canadian police officer and he was just, couldn't be more friendly. And uh, so he let me snap a photo with him. I said, you're the first person I've spoken to in in Canada, you know, and he said, welcome to Canada. Everyone has been like, welcome to Canada. It's Uh so nice. Yeah. I feel so grateful to be here and 
you know, it's a bit of feeling like uh, uh, man on the moon type feeling. It's just, <laughs> am I dreaming? Is this, you know, it's because we expected a huge line of loopers, you know, trailing in behind us or in front of us or whatever. At the border, there were 200 cars at the Gananakwe border. Wow. And these two agents, so I'm getting out of order because, <laughs> sorry about that. But no, you, you're fine. You get, to the, you get to the dock, don't get off the boat. There's attendants there who will take your lines. Everybody's masks. You must have your mask on. Tie up. They tie you up. Then the officers come to you. They ask for all the information, your passport, your vaccination cards, your um, negative tests. On their website, it also says, if you're traveling with a pet, you must show the proof of rabies vaccination on a letterhead. Uh, and we, we did all that with our vet and we had that, but they, they saw the cat. They weren't interested in seeing it. But I think with dogs, it might be a little bit different because you take your dog out for walks and so forth. So have that vaccination with you, the rabies vaccination, and have that printed out as well. Our Marina was happy uh, to print that out in Clayton. Um, so you give him all that information. He just disappears with it and then comes back, um, gives you a little, uh, gave us a little piece of paper with a, a 10 or 12 digit number on it, letters and numbers, and said to tape it to the uh, dockside window, wherever, whichever dock, you know, dockside window. And also to have that on hand, if ever we were approached by a border patrol vessel or police or anything like that. And that that would be not our arrive can code. That would be our number that's attached to us. Right. And so he asked the same questions. What's your itinerary? How long are you going to be in Canada? Do you have any alcohol? How much alcohol do you have on board? I answered truthfully, we have four bottles of wine and we have 12 cans of light beer. And that was fine with them. Um, no tobacco, no cannabis, no firearms. Uh -huh. um, and he handed us that piece of paper and he said, welcome to Canada. And it was like, we couldn't believe it. Yep. It's, it's a, I, a pretty I, simple process. You know, I, extra I, hoops for COVID, but, um, you know. It, yes. And yeah. So definitely don't get off your boat. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. We have to wear our mask in the, in the marina. We have to wear our mask everywhere here in Port Trent, Trenton. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, it was, I think the stress comes in with the uncertainty and it isn't clear. He said, he told me it's as stressful for us as it is for you because, you know, we have so many people at the border and we have to come over here for boats. You're the only boat so far, but, you know, they're kind of working very hard as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so let's pause for a minute and play a message from a sponsor. When we come back, um, I want to just talk a little bit about what of that procedure um, is very specific to COVID and what you can expect in normal circumstance, because I actually cleared into Canada at Trent Port Marina a few summers oh, ago. Um, so oh, I great. can kind of tell you what it's like in a normal year. And it's honestly not that different. So, you know, we'll kind of cover that uh, right after this message. We'll be back in a Sounds moment. Good. Okay. Good morning, loopers. Many of you are probably already cruising in southeastern waters, 
and that is where the Salty Southeast Cruisers Net focuses all of its efforts to help you enjoy your time on the water. So as you prepare for the next leg of your journey and as your resource for accurate, timely, and useful information, we want to invite you to use and add your knowledge to the wealth of information that's available through the Cruisers Net in its directories for marinas, bridges, and anchorages, as well as the latest fuel prices in your area. Our mission of Cruisers Helping Cruisers, may we invite you to help those following in your wake by sharing with us your cruising experiences. Thank you. Have a great day. We're back on Great Loop Radio. My guest today is Teresa O'Kane. She is a current looper who is in Canada as a U.S. citizen. So, yay, the border is open to fully vaccinated U.S. citizens. And Teresa is telling us all about how she did it. So, uh, the Arrive Can app, Teresa. And for anyone, it's, it's Arrive and then C-A-N for Canada. So, is that, and you may not know the answer to this, is that COVID-specific or is it a new app they would have rolled out anyway? Because the U.S., of course, coming into the U.S., they have the Rome app. Um, so do you know if, if ArriveCan is specifically a COVID requirement, or will that stick around, but the, the vaccination part won't be needed perhaps someday? Uh, great question. That is the way now that you enter Canada. What was specific on it was it had a health questionnaire within the app. Once you enter your date, and, and they ask within 72 hours, when will you be entering Canada and where? Then it says, okay, do you have any symptoms? You answer all those questions. Do you have a quarantine plan? Very important that you have a plan. We were not asked to quarantine, but believe it or not, there was a gentleman who lives in Canada and he went back into Canada a few days before us. And we kept in contact because we thought maybe he can give us some information they made him quarantine. He didn't have a test. So he had to sit there and quarantine for 14 days. And he's a Canadian citizen. So very important that you follow all the rules. Um, so arrive can. So quarantine plan. My, our quarantine plan was the uh, Gananaque Municipal Marina. We, had, we went shopping. We had food and supplies and everything for 14 days. We had the, the head was empty, every, plenty of water, all that stuff. You could have stuff delivered to the boat. So just, just have your plan. Um, well, and that's, if I can interrupt you there for a second, that's great preparation and great information because, you know, it's confusing when you look at the CBSA website, but the vaccination, fully vaccinated and the negative test is what makes you exempt from that quarantine. But you do have to have that plan. So showing in good faith that you, and and the other thing is you're not coming across the border by car where quarantining has, you know, it's going to be a little bit more challenging. Yeah. Moving your home essentially with you. So quarantining is not all that hard if you're prepared and have done all the things that Teresa just said. So that's also a great tip for those contemplating this. But so you were exempt from the quarantine. So that's. Yes. (laughs) And that would have been easy to do. And we would have been happy to do that. Right. Yeah. So. Hopefully at some point when we are past this, um, you all can yeah. still expect to be using that Arrive Can app to you yeah. know, kind of do the pre-work, put your, your boat information, your passport information, all that can be pre-set up. And that's very similar to what the U.S. does now with the Rome app, both for U.S. citizens returning and for foreign nationals entering the U.S. So it sounds like Canada's got a pretty similar process at this point. Yeah. 
But what Teresa talked about with, you know, tying up and staying aboard and calling that phone number, that's normal standard procedure. Um, that is not um, COVID specific. Um, in the past, before COVID, that CBSA officer actually physically coming to the boat was not necessarily a requirement. That was kind of more random and optional on their part. And I suspect pre-COVID times, if they had that many cars at cars at the border and the same yeah. uh, border agent was responsible to come down and check in a boat, my guess is they probably would let the boat go on through. Um, yes. You know, whether it's by phone or whether it's the officer coming to you, that number that Teresa talked about that they give you is what you need. You know, that's what says you're officially checked into Canada. But I suspect, and they may have confirmed this with you, Teresa, that the visit from the agent is probably standard at this point to actually check out all that paperwork, the negative tests, the vaccine card, exactly. those kinds of things. Exactly. Just to, he took it away, he entered it in the system again or verified. And that's exactly right. It's just, um, and they couldn't have been nicer. Oh my gosh. Well, and I think so, that's the other thing is people worry, uh, you know, you're dealing with a border agent, but they're generally very happy to welcome folks into their country. Um, and some of the yeah. other questions that I think people worry about are the firearms question, you know, the tobacco yeah. question, the alcohol question. And they're not trying to, to trip you up or find, you know, no. find something to find fault with you on, but they do not allow firearms into Canada. So you, of course, have to obey right. their laws. The alcohol questions are related to whether or not they're going to tax you on that. You know, Correct. they're not trying yeah. to say, well, you're bringing too much alcohol and you, sh- you shouldn't That's drink right. that much. <laughs> it's not yeah, about that at all. A... <laughs> buy as much as you want okay. in Canada. Um, <laughs> but, you know, typically they're just really what they're looking for is that you're not bringing in a load of alcohol to sell. So um, a lot of people respond to that question with, I just have ship stores, which means that that is for your own consumption, which is legal. Right. Technically, if you do the research, there is a certain limit. It's a certain number of bottles of wine and things like that um, yeah. above which they can tax you. But, you know, people get very hung up on that. And yeah. <laughs> if they do end up taxing you, it's not the end of the world. If you don't want it to pay the tax, you could probably leave the bottles behind. So yeah. really a very simple process. Um, there was a Hopefully. lot of question when we came through from people. It was very unclear whether that number they give you, and in our case, they gave it to us over the phone. Um very unclear whether that had to be posted in the window of the boat. Some people were told that some people weren't. And we kind of went, oh. well, why not post it? You know, if we're not sure, sure. <laughs> let's yeah. go ahead and write that down. There's no harm in having it posted. So, exactly. since, you know, if you're not sure, just go ahead and do it. And it's interesting that they told you that that was required. I'm sure they're being much more specific with checking things in the, in the yeah. era. Um, yeah. But so I'm, I'm glad you found clear. it to be a pretty easy procedure, you know, just some patience yes. required. One other question they asked if I had any, and I, they made me feel bad because I do, we have friends who are visiting here in Canada. Do we have any gifts? And we don't. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the truth. And I feel bad about that. But I said, maybe I'll buy them some gifts here in Canada. There you go. Perfect. Um, but the other thing was, man, it gave me a good excuse to do the spring cleaning of the boat. I thought they would board the boat and uh, it couldn't have been tidier. It just felt so great. So everything yeah. was, and I did invite them aboard and they said, no, that's fine. Yeah. So, and to be clear, they are allowed to request to come aboard and, and yes. you have to um, comply with that. And yes. again, you know, yeah. they're, they're not really interested in trying to trip up loopers who might have an extra bottle of wine aboard. Um, not that's at not all. all what it's about. And particularly not with COVID, I, I would suspect they're going to be more concerned with that. So yeah, now, that you are, yeah. Yeah. now that you are there in Canada, so it's a little bit later in the season than loopers would normally be starting the Trent Severin. 
Um, you know, it's great that you've already explored all of Lake Michigan, that you have a trailerable boat, because when you yes. finish, you know, Georgian Bay yes. in that area, you can always pull the boat. But yes. talk to us a little bit about your plans now that you're there, you're cleared, um, and you can yes. explore this amazing part of the yeah. route. We're so excited. So uh, they do ask how long you're going to be in Canada, and we, we guessed six weeks, and that's because of weather. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be getting time to... So our goal is to try to get to Drummond Island. So that would be back in the U.S. Right. A. And um, take our time. Uh, we don't want to rush, um, but uh, we're aware of the weather. However, we said, you know, wherever it gets, when we see ice, we'll pull the boat. So we'll just gather our trailer, which is at, sh- uh, where is our trailer? Our trailer <laughs> is in... Our trailer is in New Jersey. Our vehicle is in, which pulls the trailer, is at uh, uh, Donovan's Shady Harbor, yeah. which is another sponsor, which they are fabulous. They are. People. Oh, my yes. gosh. Yes. Couldn't be nicer. So, um, yeah, we just, you know, it's like you say, and everybody says that they finish the loop. You run into the nicest people and people are kind all over the world. People are kind. So. Yeah. I've had more than one looper finish the trip and tell me that the trip restored their faith in humanity. Yes. <laughs> and I think at this point in time, we could all use a little bit of that. So I'm glad to hear that that's still going on out there. Yeah. 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 It's really great. It's really yeah. great. So we're going to enjoy the uh, Can- Canadian waterways. Um, and uh, then it depends. We might have to go home, but maybe we can, we have to finish the bit between Fairhope and Cape May. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to close that part. And uh, that could be this year. That could be next. It's okay. Yeah. 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 Excellent. Well, Teresa. If we, you know, to do the whole loop. Yeah. And, and yeah. whenever that works out, it, it, you know, that's, that's every, your own pace. <laughs> so, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Our pace so, is slow. <laughs> and that is perfectly fine. Um, but yeah. We are running short on time. So Teresa, yeah. thank you for sharing these details with us. I know this is going to put a lot of people's minds at ease. Um, yeah. And please give our regards to the Lockmasters along the Trent Severn because oh, they are will. phenomenal. You're going to have a blast oh. and tell them that all of their friends at the home port at AGLCA say hello. I will. I will. Oh, they'll, they'll love to hear that. I know. And um, yeah. everybody just, um, enjoy it. If it's this year or next year, just relax and, and be patient, be patient and Great follow the rules for sure. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> Great advice. do everything. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you, Teresa O'Kane. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. And to our <laughs> listeners and viewers, thank you for being here once again. We'll be back next week with another episode of Great Loop Radio. Until then, safe cruising. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.